Hello, and welcome to An Unknown Adventure, episode number 46. I am your host, Kimberly Ann, and I sound a little quiet and subdued because I am currently parked in a residential neighborhood, and I don't want to be my loud, boisterous, bubbly self and be discovered. So you'll hear my loud, boisterous, bubbly self in the rest of the interview. Today, I interviewed Jules Dandelion. Jules started traveling full-time when she was 20 years old. She began on a very low budget after finishing her nursing degree. Jules started in a van, but has even hitchhiked on a sailboat to Brazil and then the Caribbean. She's lived in a van in Europe and in the U.S. Jules relied on her fire dancing and other artistic skills to help fund her adventures. Now she balances work with travel, still taking off for years at a time. She is a true inspiration. My quick update is, first of all, this interview was recorded a couple of weeks before I moved into my van, so you'll hear some references in the interview that are no longer current. But my current update is that I am back in my van full-time after staying in an in-law apartment for three weeks but I still have almost no power in my van, which means no water either because my water pump works on power. And yet it is so much better than the hell that I endured staying with my family for three weeks. I don't need to go into all the details, but I will will say that they are extremely abusive, calling me names and screaming while heavily drinking and using which is not easy for a sober person to be around. Well, the abuse is probably not easy for anyone to be around. And I'm just not used to that type of environment anymore by choice. I left home when I was 18 and I never looked back for a reason. The good part is that it's put things into perspective for me. And now having no power and no water going on over two months doesn't seem nearly as bad because when you compare that to being abused, it's not. I had a really fun trip to Santa Barbara to see a childhood friend and her girlfriend, and they showed me the town and we ate some incredible food. But I've spent most of the past week recovering from the three three weeks of trauma, which means little working and lots of sleeping. I actually felt drugged while I was with my family to the point where I couldn't physically keep my eyes open. My body was just shutting down in protection mode. Thus, I am happy to leave Los Angeles. I have never liked LA, and it's not just because I was born and raised here. In my opinion, it's even worse now with lots of traffic, masses of tent cities, and more homeless living on the streets and in vans and RVs than I've seen on all of my travels, more than I've seen in San Francisco where I lived for 20 years and thought the situation was bad there. It's absolutely heartbreaking. I have a few stories that I'll probably blog about, but I don't feel like going into them on the podcast because I want to get to the interview with Jules Dandelion, who talks about her full-time travels and her growth mindset. Enjoy the show. Hi, Kimberly. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, my name is Jules or Julia, but most most people call me Jules. It's also my artist name. I'm now 31 years old, started traveling when I was 20 years old, have been traveling off and on. I've actually finished my nurse apprenticeship when I was 20 years old. And for me, it was just clear, I don't want to start working. I want to travel. I want to see the world. And yeah, 
And so it was clear to me that I will not finish my education and start working right away. But I, I was always a person that went with the flow. And I learned about manifesting and the process of manifesting things that you want in your life very early on. So I think when I was 18, I was reading this book called The Secret, which is still very popular. <laughs> and yeah, so I was manifesting that once I'm done with my education, that I will start traveling. I just didn't know how it will happen. So just before finishing my education, I met this dude. I call him the crazy haired spirit. <laughs> he was... A long-term traveler already on the road for seven years at this time and yeah we got to know each other we fell in love and he was like all right do you want to travel with me and I'm like sure yes <laughs> and that's how it started that's how I got into traveling so I have been traveling by van I owned my first van. That's, that's when I started traveling. I bought a van with my very little savings and started traveling. And then we've been living in this vehicle for one and a half years, stopping in Gran Canaria, leaving the van behind, hitchhiking a sailboat across the Atlantic Ocean, sailing to Brazil, sailing to the Caribbean. And then I ended up staying in the Caribbean for one and a half years. I started performing and fire dancing like when I was 17 years old. I started with this art and in the process of traveling, figured out how to make money with it. So we, we were traveling very low budget, but we had means of supporting ourselves while traveling. By doing the fire dancing and, and performing? Exactly, yeah. The crazy-haired free spirit, he was a street performer. <laughs> he, he played a Brazilian instrument called a berimba and was singing, very, uh, was singing reggae, different languages, like a very interesting style of music. And he was, with this music, able to support us really well until I found means of supporting myself as well. Yeah, then I got back home, stayed at home, started working finally after three years of traveling. And then, yeah, the travel bug hit me again. I had to get out. I bought my next camping van, traveled a little bit in Europe. And then I fell in love with a guy in the US. And for to be together, we, I was like, all right, it would be nice to travel in the US and Canada. So... That's what we did. I bought another camping van in the U.S. and we traveled for 16 months in, in the entire USA and Canada. So this is like my travel experience in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's a lot. That's amazing. So where is home? Number one. I live, I live in Austria. This is my home base. Okay. And are you there now? I am there right now. Yes, I'm preparing for my next trip. I just bought another van that I am building out by myself, of course, with help from my family and friends. And yeah, I'm building it out at the moment and hopefully start traveling again, maybe two, three months. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Wow. So you really, is van life like where you feel most comfortable, the, the best way for you to travel? Yes, absolutely. It's just awesome to have your home everywhere and to drive your home wherever you want it to be. 
of course, everything goes with advantages and disadvantages. For me, going from one continent to another continent was just possible with sailing at the moment. Of course, I can take planes, but at the time it was the idea to not use planes. <laughs> but it's my to-go, yeah. I just fell in love with this lifestyle from when I first started traveling and it's what I want to do. What do you find like the advantages and disadvantages? The advantages are definitely your mobile. You have your home everywhere you go. You depending, like my first vans were very basic, very minimalistic. I didn't have no shower, no toilet, no electricity, no nothing in there. It was just very basic, the most basic and minimalistic you could go. And I still lived in there for one and a half year. And that showed me that you don't really need so much to live comfortably and then what about the disadvantages it's you can't go somewhere fast which is an not necessarily a disadvantage because if you want to go somewhere you will find ways but you might have to leave the van behind (laughs) also if you want to go to islands you have to take ferries they can be very pricey expensive and it's it's a lifestyle that you got to experience to judge if it's something for you. It's even with the best equipment with um, all the, oh, what is it called? If you have everything in your van, a shower, a toilet, it's still a basic lifestyle. It's, mm. It will never be the same like living in an apartment. Yeah. And then this time, are you going through Europe or do you have plans or how do you, like, how do you travel? Do you make plans as you go or prior? So basically, I travel with my art. So there is a community which is called um, Flow Arts. Basically, the community is everywhere worldwide. It's a very small community, but it's very connected. So we have small festivals where we would all gather and meet each other. So in the US, I was traveling just inside the community because we were organizing workshops and sometimes would get some performances. And that's how we decided a route and the plan where we would go. Like when I started out traveling, it was more, we had vague ideas of what we want to do and where we want to go. I was climbing, rock climbing a lot at this time. So we would decide our destinations of where is the best rock climbing spots, uh-huh. which is awesome because Rock climbing spots are usually in very beautiful places. Yeah. And we discovered very beautiful areas through rock climbing. Yeah, this was one way. The community is another way. Yeah, I would say I I have vague ideas of where I want to go or I plan to visit festivals or friends because I have friends just in so many different places and I want to meet them all again or... Yeah, but I usually go with the flow. Yeah, that sounds great. That's exciting. And then are you earning money still on the road with your art? Yeah, I still do street performances and busking, but I do aim to work remotely. At the moment, I'm still working as a nurse, saving up money to build out my van exactly the way I want it to be, which is a little pricey. So, <laughs> But I started my blog and my YouTube, which is called Ways to Wander, like Wanderlust. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm aiming to coach people in becoming more courageous and more adventurous in their lives. Mm -hmm. Since I'm, I'm a psychiatric nurse. So you can help people psychologically with change and growth and new careers or whatever. Exactly. So I don't want to focus it solely on traveling. I want to focus the coaching more on personal needs because I think every everyone will profit from living a more courageous and more adventurous life because mm -hmm. we just live once and <laughs> you should make the best out of it and work on overcoming your fears and stepping out of your comfort zone to get where you want to be yeah. in whatever it is, wherever it is you want to be. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And it, it's hard. It's challenging. So I'm moving into a van in a couple weeks. And today I sold my couch and I sold my standing desk. And they're two of my favorite pieces of furniture. And I became like this weird helicopter mom, helicopter couch mom, where I didn't even want them to take the couch. I was like buzzing around their car. It was, just, it was really interesting, the attachment. And to let go of this attachment. Yep. Is it the first time that you're going to be living in a van? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Boy, I, I love that. <laughs> That's great news. Yeah, I'm excited. But I, I've lived here in this apartment for 11 years. And I've accumulated a lot of stuff, more than I realized, the whole paring down. So when you're not in your van, or are you staying with your parents right now? Or do you have your own place? And then what do you do? Well, with I live basically with my parents. I live with my stepdad, with, who is like my dad, but he and my mom are not together anymore. Anyhow, he has this huge house and he actually really welcomes me in his place because he said the house is too big for him. And I have my own living area upstairs. So it's basically like my own flat and it's huge and it allows me to save up lots of money to realize my dreams so it's definitely a huge advantage that I have this possibility and I'm really grateful for it and my family we all get along super well we all support each other and I, I really like community living because you can if you get along well which is the most important aspect <laughs> um, you gotta communicate and you gotta know how to talk about things and that works out really well so i really enjoy the community living and to share and to help each other out in the different areas yeah that's great and then you get to keep your stuff there when you travel and he's fine with that yeah yeah i don't have much stuff to be honest i have i do have lots of room and i do have stuff but not like stuff that i'm too attached to mm -hmm. i have clothes Many of my clothes I collected while traveling and stuff. It's not that I own so much things. I own lots of things for my movement art, for the flow arts. I have a friend who does fire dancing. She's got like these, either a hoop or like a long stick thing. I don't know the names of everything, but what do you use? My main prop, that's what we call this tools. My main prop are two staffs. Double staffs, it's called. But I do many things. Like I do entire shows that can go up to 20 minutes with different props. But the double staffs is like what I do mainly. So what I'm really good at. And I combine dancing, like dance moves from mainly Afro dances, 
like Afrobeats, dancehall, not so much hip hop, but I also take other elements like from Kung Fu, for example, like from martial arts, I take some parts. I take movements from different, do you say genres? No, from different genres. Yeah, yeah, genres, yeah. I just like to take also contemporary moves that fit well with my art and it's very movement based. So I try to combine dancing with spinning and manipulating objects. And then have you gotten burned? Have you like, has anything happened? Oh, yes, I got burned many times, <laughs> but it's just, you know, sur surface burns. It's, yeah, it heals. It's over with. It's it's a normal thing for a fire performer. You will get burned. It's it's part of it. <laughs> yeah. And have you been to Burning Man? No, actually I haven't. We wanted to, but it never happened. And I think, yeah, if it should be, it will happen. But yep. up till now I haven't. A lot of fire dancing there. Yeah, I heard so. I heard so. And I know many people, like when I was traveling in the US, many people were telling me about Burning Man and how awesome it is and the big fire circle. And I'm like just having big eyes <laughs> and being like, oh, I really want to go. But it just, yeah, didn't yeah. happen up till yeah, now. Eventually. And you're doing events and festivals anyway. It's probably very similar to what I mean Burning Man's just really big but if you're in a little group doing a performance then you're in that little group it doesn't matter how big it is yeah right? yeah and it's really hot and it's really dusty so there there are how many times have you been I've been seven times and I started going and my first time was in 1996 so wow. yeah <laughs> yeah so my last time was in 2010 Awesome. I'm sure you have many stories to share about that. Many stories. Yes. I, I used to blog about it every year and then I stopped. I used to go because I always had a big spiritual epiphany every year I went and learned something about myself that I didn't know. And then the last year I went, I didn't learn anything. And I thought, okay, I guess it's time to stop. <laughs> and it's also really expensive. So I thought I would rather take that money and go to Greece or go to Europe or just spend it traveling mm -hmm. yeah I feel you on that yeah so I wanted to ask like your friends do you, have you had anybody that thinks you're crazy or because what are you doing or why are you doing that or are they more wow I wish I could do that many people say I wish I could do that of course I tell them you can if that's what you really want many people ask me like about the financial means like how do you finance it Many people ask if I also think about my far future, if I will ever get pension and this kind of things where I answer like, I live now and this is not really important for me because I could die uh, in next week and will never receive my pension. So I don't really worry about that now. And of course, there is my friends, for my friends, they say I am the, the friend they have that does things that no one else does. Of course, they don't know other people <laughs> that travel that much and live that kind of life. Yeah, that's basically like a, a small spectrum of what <laughs> people and friends or people close to me and friends say. Yeah, but it sounds like mostly, especially your family is supportive. Very supportive. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Like in the beginning, my mom was a little scared, but she really grew into it. She's, she always says, if I don't hear from you, I know you're good. <laughs> Aww. 
That's sweet. That's nice. Yeah, you're lucky. You're lucky. My my family is not supportive and I'm 55 years old and my mother still thinks that I'm going to die if I walk outside my front door. It's yeah, sweet. that's sad. It is. That shows how much fear people have around the topic, especially I've, I felt like people in the U.S. have lots of fears yep. concerning yep. this. Yep. Lots very of fear. Sad. Yeah. And it's a fear-based culture. So the news is all fear-mongering and everybody talks about all the horrible things that are happening everywhere all the time. It's, yeah, it's not good. Yeah. yeah I totally agree on that. What would you tell somebody like me who's about to move into a van? What advice would you give? I think it's just about experiencing it yourself because everyone is different. And I think you just learn by experience. For me, it's really a beautiful way of traveling. It comes, of course, with like sometimes you drive long distances. You don't know where to sleep. You are exhausted from driving. Sometimes you don't know where to shower. Sometimes um, you look for a beautiful place to park and you can't find it. Like me, I never park on campsites. Like in my entire van life career, I parked two times in a campsite else was always free camping. So that comes with struggles as well. Of course, I would also park in front of houses of people that I met, like they allow me to take showers. You definitely gonna be comfortable with accepting help. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And then on this new journey that you're about to take, are you doing it solo or are you doing it with somebody? At the moment, it seems like I'm going to be doing it solo. And <laughs> Who knows? Have you been solo on in van life or yes. with a partner? Oh, you have. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But and, just in Europe. Okay. And did you do you like one better than the other? Like being with a partner or being like being by yourself? It's just different. I think it's really beautiful to have someone that you love to share these experiences with. But of course, you experience more spontaneous things. Or maybe going to be more in the flow if you're doing it solo. Because you're just more free in your decisions or in the happenings. But both can be awesome. None is better than the other, I believe. Mm -hmm. It really depends on, on, on you too. And then what about doing van life in Europe? Is it as easy as the US? Because I, I hear stories about it not being... Easy, not easy. Yeah, it depends on the countries that you're going to be traveling. But... Also on your mindset, I think nothing is easy ever. <laughs> Band life isn't easy. It's definitely not. It's also not easy in the US. Um, in some aspects, it's easier than in Europe. But in Europe, you have more countries. So every country has their different laws. So you got to be aware of that. Yeah, it's, it's just different. Okay. it's like the same with traveling with a partner or not if you're traveling with a partner you gotta be very comfortable with the partner you gotta know him you gotta have a good way of communication because you're living in a tiny space like you can't just go in a separate room and be angry you gotta stay in the same room and be angry uh, or better if you're angry just find a solution and you know communicate and yeah like van life there or somewhere else it's it's just you got to be comfortable where you are that's the most important and you got to listen to your intuition and i think that's many people are a little bit disconnected with their intuition so that's definitely something people have to work on living this kind of lifestyle 
because you gotta realize when your intuition screams something to you and you gotta react that's i think one of the most important thing doesn't matter where you are in which country you are yeah yeah that's true i've found that to be true every time my intuition is always right and if i don't listen i suffer yeah 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 totally do you have a favorite state when you were in the US that you visited? Favorite. Every state was different, but I really enjoyed Washington state. I enjoyed California too, because just mostly of the people I met and the experiences that came with meeting these people and staying with these people. Yeah, I think I also really liked Arizona because it's so weird from the landscape. And <laughs> yeah. Arizona was awesome. Florida is nice too. Yeah, the, the states are just so different. Yeah, they are. Like the Virginia area and stuff is similar to Austria, to where I live, to our climate and stuff. So I felt comfortable there as well. I liked Boston too. <laughs> I, I like the journey and like all the differences. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's perfect for van life. That's good. Like your attitude is perfect. It yeah, really it was. Is. And I, then, I'm, I'm like trying to think oh. of where it was especially hard. Texas was maybe a little hard, but still, we met awesome people and could still stay like in the city. They would give us parking opportunities and stuff. But Texas was a little bit, yeah, not so comfortable. And it was because of the people, the heat, because it's so big. There was police like everywhere. Wow. And they, yeah, they would be checking in more. Maybe it was just bad luck. You can't tell. You know, everyone makes their own experiences. It's really hard to say that's how it is. I think that's with everything in life. It's just like really depending on your perspective, your experience, the time of the year. Who knows? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, what about Europe? Do you have a favorite country that you like to be in a van? My favorite is, I guess, Italy, because I just love Italy so much. And I have many friends there. And there's like free hot springs, like natural hot springs. Yeah, I really like Italy, for sure. For, but there's still so many countries that I haven't been. I liked Romania. Romania is awesome for van life and climbing. Yeah, I also really like Germany <laughs> because I have so many friends there and there's so many beautiful places. Even Austria is awesome. <laughs> it's just a bit difficult because wild camping is not really seen to, yeah, you can't really free camp so easily in Austria, but you can still find possibilities. Yeah, again, it's just, I, every place has something beautiful. <laughs> just yeah. gonna go out and find it. <laughs> Yeah, have you been have you tried Spain and Portugal? No, I've never been to Portugal actually. I really want to go. <laughs> yeah, and what about Spain? Did you Yeah, yeah. I've been in Spain for I've been living in Gran in the Canaries 5 months. Oh, right. right. Yeah. That's where we took the the sailing boat to cross the Atlantic Ocean. So since we did a boat hitchhike we had to actually find a boat that would take us across the Atlantic Ocean. So it took us about five months to find this boat. <laughs> and that's why we stayed there for so long. Wow. I didn't even know you could hitchhike on a boat. Yeah, I actually wrote an article, like several articles on it on my website about how to hitchhike a boat and my own experience of sailing a boat 
because it's it was for free. You can really it's a travel a means of travel that will get you across an ocean to a different continent for free if you're lucky. Right. <laughs> But usually, yeah, it's possible. And do you have to work on the boat? Yeah, our my boat hitchhiking story was a little bit special because we boarded on a very big catamaran, like a luxury catamaran with 13 hippies, basically. And the captain was Australian and he just decided, yeah, so many people are looking for a boat. Let's just take as many as we can. And like three people of us had actual sailing experience. So it was a very special story, let's say. I, I don't think that there's many boat hitchhiking stories of this sort, but there's many stories of people who've been sailing like two people with one captain or on a small boat. And do you have to bring your own so food? Actually, we recycled most of the food. Yeah, we did. In, we live, we, we've been living in the Canaries for so long, so... It was a big community of travelers and people who wanted to hitchhike boats. So we had our sources where we would get food for free, like recycling, dumpster diving, and yeah. And we would just buy the essentials, like big bags of rice. And yeah, basically that's it. Everything else we recycled together. Yeah, I've never heard about food recycling. <laughs> yeah, it it's also goes with the name dumpster diving. So basically, we, we would ask bakeries, for example, to give us what they would throw away. But we would also go to supermarkets and go to the garbage bins and take out what they throw. Because they throw so many things that you could still consume and or are not even out, out of date. That's not how you say it. Yeah, expired. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're not even expired because it's weekend and they throw it before it even expires. And we just would go and take this free food that is still very good. Wow. And then it's and it's packaged and everything. It's like, yes. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And there's a big community also growing around this topic. I think that in the US, they're also strongly fight for that all of this food doesn't get thrown out because it's just like an insane amount of food that we throw away every day. So yeah. I think it's a good topic and a good cause to really look into. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of waste. That's true. There is. Yes. So what would you tell people that are looking to travel full time or they don't know how to start doing anything? Again, like learning by doing. Like you can gather as much knowledge from others as you want. It can inspire you. It might like motivate you to do it, but you have to do your own experience. So I think most important is just do it. Start small and better yourself during the process and see what you really want. Like usually when people start to travel a long time, it's hard to stop <laughs> because you throw yourself into a lifestyle that gets you closer to yourself. You will step out of your comfort zone daily, especially in the beginning, and you will grow as a human being and you will grow your pers personality and you will have to become aware of your fears to overcome them and so just do it and take everything you learn 
and you will be able to use it in your normal life as well. That's good advice. And then is there anything that I haven't asked you that you want to talk about? What I think also important is uh, don't listen to others because others will always tell you that things are not possible. Especially don't listen to people who haven't been doing it themselves because they always have something negative to say. Like, don't even listen to negativity. If they don't have experience, how are they supposed to talk about something? And that's true in many aspects in life. Yeah, okay, you got this information from the media. Congratulations. But who says that's the only truth? There's so many truths out there. And you got to go out, experience, and then you can judge something. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, everybody's got an opinion. That's exactly. Sure. And you've got to realize it's an opinion. So don't be so emotionally attached to your opinions. You, it will make your life so much easier and so much more chilled. That is true. That is very true. Yes. And what would you tell your younger self, like nine-year-old self, if you could give yourself a piece of advice now? Hmm. Actually, I think I, I did it pretty well. Like, pretty well. I wouldn't know what I should have done differently. Be confident. Definitely, it took me a while. But I think it's a thing of aging to become very confident in oneself. It's like the older you get, the easier it will become. Because you're still getting to know yourself on so many different levels. But yeah, I'm offering <laughs> my knowledge and also my coaching ability and skills if that's what you want to do, it doesn't matter if it's traveling or just becoming more courageous and adventurous in your life. I definitely would be happy to accelerate, help, reach out my supporting hands to get you where you want to be in your life and hopefully make your life more adventurous. And that's also something I think everyone should Think about like you could die tomorrow, live your life in a way that you could die tomorrow without regrets. Totally. Yeah. And so on that, where can people find you? So I have an Instagram. I have two different Instagrams. One for my ways to wonder. The, the ways to wonder is my Instagram for my traveling. Jules Dandelion is my artist, like my dancing, my fire performing, my, yeah. All the performing things <laughs> are there. Then I have a website, waystowander.com. I have my YouTube channel where I also did some interviews with people who were traveling in times of Corona. Also to inspire people, to show them that if you want to do something, you can do it. Even if there's a pandemic out there, like you will find ways to do it. And there is still people who do it. And um, I'm also showing the process of building out my van. So there will be content about my van build and also content in progress about mindset, about accelerating growth through traveling and growth mindset. That's great. That's the social media handles that I'm using at the moment. Well, and I'll put links to everything in the show notes. Thank, thank you so much for this opportunity. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for staying until it's like almost 2.30 in the morning now for you. Yeah, one one twenty actually. <laughs> oh, okay. That's still late. Yeah, I feel energized. It's It was awesome talking to you and Aww. sharing. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. And hopefully you won't stay up too much longer and you'll be able to get some sleep. 
Absolutely. I wish you all the best for your one life adventures. And you. I hope we can stay in touch so and I can follow your adventures and your journey and I hope you will be blogging about it and stuff. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to seeing all your stuff and how your van build goes and everything. I think that's really brave of you. I, I hired somebody. I just, I couldn't fathom doing it myself. I was working full time. Yeah, no, I have a, a, like very talented and very crafty people in my family and in my friends. It's not my first time. So right. that makes it a little bit easier, but I'm excited and it all takes lots of time. <laughs> yeah. Everything does everything, yeah. but it's worth it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Thank you again so thank much. You, Jules. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And have a great night. Bye. bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, I would love it if you would do any one of all the things that you know we all ask for all the time after a podcast. I'm not going to go into every single one of them, but leaving a review helps the algorithm, sharing it with a friend, all that, all that stuff, sharing it on social media, whatever, any, none, whatever you see fit. I am going to be changing the format soon. I've got one more interview in the can for next week, and it's a really, really great interview. And then I am interviewing one other person, hopefully soon, that I'm really excited about. And then I'm going to move on to season two. And season two is going to be a little bit about my updates and then a little bit about van life questions that I get pretty regularly. So each episode will contain a van life question answer. And we'll see how long that goes for because it might go for one, two, three, four, five episodes. It might go for a hundred episodes. I don't know. It depends on you, quite frankly. (laughs) It depends on you. So right now, yeah, I, I won't go into the, I would love more listeners, but I would love more listeners. So thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed the show. I really enjoy making the show and I would like to continue making the show. I love any feedback. If anyone has any feedback, please don't hesitate to tell me because I'm all ears. And if there's anything else you want to hear or any questions you might have specifically about van life, please do let me know. You can reach me on my Instagram, which is my unknown adventure. And you can DM me there is the best way to find me. Otherwise, you can send me an email. My email is myunknownadventure at gmail.com. And I hope you guys have a terrific day. I really appreciate you. I appreciate everyone who's listening. And it means a lot to me. It really, really, really does. So thank you. Thank you. And have a terrific day or night wherever you are. Bye.